Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? I am absolutely awesome. How about you? I am awesome, too. I am awesome, too. It's been a uh, been a very quiet morning. I actually have my house to myself for the first time in, like, pre- since pre-pandemic, so it's been wow. kind of... It's been kind of nice. Just have a little bit of time. Me and the dogs. You know, I love our topic for today. And, you know, we absolutely love people who want to change the world, who are high performers. But the fact is, is that everyone can be a high performer if they choose to be that. Mm -hmm. And we live in the world and, you know, we frequently talk about the golden Buddha and how all this mud and plaster of Paris are put on us to cover us up. And we look around and we see lots of other stone Buddhas. And we never see the gold that's inside most. And that's because the world is incredibly good at being average. So that's what we wanted to talk today about. Uh, what we really want to talk about is we don't want to spend too much time on how the world is good at being average. We're going to explain why the world is good at being average, um, but we really want to talk about how to change out being average. Don't have that average mindset. Um, so, and and you know this. Mark and I work with a client who just blew us away this week. Um, in seven and a half months, he has met all five of the goals that he set out to do, and they weren't little goals. I mean, he one eighty his life by changing his mindset. Yep. And that's all he did. We were there to guide him. We're the coaches. We gave the plays, if you will. But I mean, he took the ball and ran. And he is a living, breathing example of why you should never settle for average. But why do people settle for average? People settle for average because you get caught up in the societal pressures and you get caught up in what, you know, what the media tells you or what or what your parents told you or what your teachers told you. And and he, and then you get told that, oh, well, maybe you can't do that. Or if you're a girl, you can't do that. If you're a boy, you can't do that. Um, well, what typically happens is that you jump into the river of life and you don't jump in with a boat or with a paddle. You just jump in and you just go with the flow. Hmm. And the flow takes you where the flow is going to take you. It doesn't take you necessarily where you want to be or where you deserve to be. So the pressures are the flow. And the conformity is of being within the flow. And then there's that fear of failure that gets put on us. As you said, the, you know, we were all born golden, but then all that stuff, that, that plaster and that mud gets put on us. And then we start to believe that we shouldn't fail, that failure is a bad thing. When you and I both know that you, you can't learn and grow if you don't fail. The only way to growth is through failure. You're right. But people settle for average and, it impacts every part of their life. It impacts their career. It impacts their relationships with themselves, with their spouse, with their family, with their business partners, with their friends. And because of that, it impacts their health and impacts their personal growth. And they're stunted. Mm-hmm. It's like that old story of the of the uh, the eagle's egg that rolled down the hill and found itself in a uh, field with uh, with chickens and. It got raised by a chicken and all the chickens kept telling it, you're a chicken, you're a chicken. As it kept looking up and wanting to soar, you can't soar. You're only a chicken. 
we all get pulled down in every aspect of our life when we settle for being average. So how do we get out of being average? Well, first we have to understand our strengths and our weaknesses because we need to learn from both. Um, so take sort of an inventory of yourself, do some self-reflection. What are some areas of your life where you, where you excel? Um, even if you have to take yourself back to childhood, because sometimes it's exactly what you need to do is what were you really good at when you were little? What brought you joy? If it was building Legos, maybe you're really good with, um, uh, you know, you could do things with your hands. You can do, it's your way, a certain way of thinking. You have a, um, what kind of brain would that be? I'm trying to think of the brain. It's, it's, I mean, basically what it comes down to. Organizational brain. Well, it's, it's organizational. It's, it's execution. It's, it's creative. There's a creative component to it. Um, it's a, it's a brain that relies upon physical skill sets, but there's so many aspects to it, but really, you know, it's not just that, oh, you could be a builder, you could be an architect, mm-hmm. but there's skill sets that flow from there that bring you to most any career. And you're, you're right. People need to take that moment to look at themselves and say, okay, what am I really good at? What am I not all that good at? What am I terrible at? And where do I find passion in what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And play to your skills. You can, you can increase, improve some of your weaknesses to some extent, but you sure as heck cannot make your weakness into a strength play to the strengths you have and find them and excel in those and that will you know and don't focus on you know understand what your weaknesses are but then don't focus on them because that's what we do oh i'm not good at this i can't do that i'm not i'm not good enough there okay we all have things as mark said that we're not great at um in our business, Mark and I farm that out to other people because I'm not a graphic designer. I wouldn't even know how to do that. So we hired a graphic designer. I'm not a copywriter. I mean, I can write, but got a copywriter, got a marketing person, got a coach, got it, you know, things, well, we're good at coaching, but things that we, areas where you need to improve, don't necessarily focus on them. Or if you need to farm them out, farm them out. But when you're really good at something, how does that make you feel? And every one of us has something, probably a lot more than just one, where you're really, really good. So take that time to think about that. And then another way to do it is if you really don't know, and again, we've had clients, I can think of one in particular, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, who when we first started working with him, couldn't think of anything good about himself. Couldn't come up with one thing that he was good at. And that was pretty shocking to Mark and uh, to you and me. Um, But over time, as we started to help him see and draw things out from inside of him, he's starting to see um, what we see. So, you know, ask feedback from others. But 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 there, there's a secret to doing that. You've got to find those who are close enough with you to be really honest. Yes. And you've got to encourage them to be honest. When most people are asked for feedback, they don't want to be confrontational. They don't want to give you bad news. You're like, oh, you're, you're really good. No, no, that's not what is going to help me. Mm-hmm. I need to know, yes, what I'm good at, but I also need to know what I need to improve. I need to know how I show up because if you don't have someone who is strong enough and close enough to you to give you real feedback, it will be absolutely worthless. And you will wind up following something that is not true and it will lead you to a place in which you will not be successful. That's an important point. 
And uh, I'm now trying to, I'm thinking of people in my life, including you, that I can trust to tell me what is the one thing, one of the things you always tell me is that I need to slow down. <laughs> and it's it's true. It's very difficult for me to slow down. And sometimes I I make fast, you know, I make mistakes because I'm going so fast. And it's really important for me to learn to slow down, not just for obviously business or, um, uh, you know, as, as a mother, uh, as a wife, as a friend, but also as somebody who has a, you know, mother who has dementia and is in an assisted living facility in memory care. And when I go there, I really have to slow down and just be present in that moment. So that is a weakness of mine, but I, I have gotten feedback from people and, and Mark being one of them. Um, another one is to use assessments. If you go online, there are tons of free assessments you could take online. There's some that you could pay. Uh, but you know, assessments are really helpful in in understanding your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, so Mark and I are huge proponents of of checking those out. I don't know if you've ever done any in work. Mark and I have our own assessment that we do. We have a couple assessments that we do. I mean, uh, there's there are so many as you point out, Liz, and they they offer different aspects of of who you are, what you are, your leadership, your skill set. I mean, there. There's the standard Myers-Briggs. A lot of people wound up taking that in high school or college. There's a Hogan personality inventory. There's DISC, D-I-S-C. But, you know, there are also things like the one that, that we use, which is about human energy, which is called the Energy Leadership Index. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really, really important to understand sort of how you show up in life and, and what's, uh, you know, what, what, what's going on in in your world and how you react to it um that's really really important another thing is to you know analyze your own performance whether it's in your career whether it's in your personal life what are some areas where you do really really well and what are some areas where you struggle and the areas that you do well are the areas that are going to help you to be well above average uh, if you focus on them so for instance, let's say that you are, let's take up, we'll make it be personal, not professional. Let's say that you're an excellent, excellent communicator. Well, how can you 10X your communicating skills? Um, you can certainly practice them, but you can also get yourself involved in a career that uses communication because people need people who are effective with communication. So, uh, or if you're good at analyzing, we just had a client who, you know, switched over jobs because the job he was in was was not really working with his brain and how his brain functions. And now he's in a job where he gets to do a lot of analyzing and he's excelling because he loves it because he feels good doing it. Yep. 100%. And uh, you ever notice that's always 100%? Yes, it is always 100%. 50%. But yes, 100%. The... the uh, the final, um, uh, well, not final, but another important one, I guess, is, is to seek mentorship. Uh, someone who's a mentor or a coach will help you to achieve your goals. They'll help you to come up with a, with a new belief system, which is the foundation of how we live. Your beliefs create your habits. Your habits create patterns. Your patterns create behaviors. And your behaviors are what make the changes in your day-to-day -day life. It'll also help to create uh, a, um, uh, a, a mindset 
that allows you to step into your greatness. So finding a mentor or a coach is absolutely invaluable. Not only well, in- a lot of it too, sorry to talk over you, is also about accountability. Because if you don't have someone who's holding you accountable for what you want, it's going to most likely, unless you're a very driven person, going to take you a lot longer to, to succeed at what it is you're looking to succeed at. The beauty of having a mentor, whether it's a, a family member uh, or um, somebody that you work with or a coach, is that that person's going to challenge you and say, you know, you this is your goal. What are you going to do to get there? And what's getting in the way of you getting there? So it's important to be challenged along the way, too. Oh, well, completely agree. And, you know, let's just step back from it. What is a mentor? Right. So a, a coach is someone who will help you to set goals, help to draw out some of those skill sets and those strengths so that you can crush your goals. A mentor is someone who literally can take experience and help you to compress the knowledge that took them years or decades to achieve and put that into something that you can take in and can make part of your being in weeks to maybe months instead of years to decades. And that's why Liz and I love when we get a chance to work with those clients to really not only coach them, but to mentor Mm -hmm. and to find those people that we can help to bring everything out of them. And we can impart some of our life wisdom of almost 60 years in my case and uh, a couple years less than this uh you know we don't talk about those things uh, (laughs) i'm way less than that (laughs) (laughs) exactly so but the fact is that you want to seek mentors yes and you know if you if you're looking for examples not of mentors but people who have stepped out of what could have been um a lifetime of misery or just certainly a lifetime of average. Uh, one of my favorites, and it, this woman is a, um, an inspiration to me, is Oprah Winfrey. She she grew up poor. She grew up sexually abused. She grew up, um, I, think, I believe she was raised by her grandmother, um, but she had nothing except her mind. She was super, super smart. And she finally had a teacher when she was in the third grade who pointed it out. And that was that changed the trajectory for her. But if anybody who looked at her world from the outside would say that that girl's never going to go anywhere because of the life she has. Exactly. And, you know, I used to live up in Maine. That's it's, uh, anyone who knows me realizes that wherever this this body lives, uh, my soul exists on the coast of Maine. And up in Bangor is a well-known author. I think he's moved out of the city of Bangor now, but Stephen King and uh, Stephen struggled to make ends meet. He had a really hard time, but he believed in himself before he got a chance to really turn things around by selling the novel Carrie. So uh, again, um, one more example of someone. Here's another example. Um, uh, The woman who wrote Harry Potter, I'm I'm, I'm not thinking of her name right now, but she's- J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. She had nothing. Single mom had nothing and was barely making ends meet. And she had this great idea for Harry Potter, wrote it and boom, it took off. And I mean, what a wonderful series for kids um, and adults, honestly. And, but that, because she had the mindset, she didn't want to be average. And another person is Rocky, the guy, you know, Sylvester Stallone who wrote Rocky, same thing. He went to, he tried to sell that script. I don't know how many times, but multiple times 
because with him being the lead actor and people wanted to buy it, but not with him being the lead actor. And he said, nope, I, I am going to play this role. And finally somebody bought it and he played the lead actor and we could see where that took off his career, but he lived in bus stations for a while. He had yeah. no, he didn't even have a home. Well, and, and the same thing, uh, you know, um, we uh, um, just as recently um, is, uh, is Steve Harvey. And uh, if you haven't uh, listened to, Steve Hardy, Harvey and talking about when he was literally a virtually destitute comedian and he got um, uh, offered to come up and uh, and to do uh, a show at the Apollo and then got to stay on there and his career was uh, was launched. But he literally was was um, uh, essentially homeless, uh, going hungry. He he had virtually nothing. Um, So, again, the world will pull you it will push you it'll drag you into average if you let it but if you can go ahead and you can do those things we just went through of self-reflection getting feedback using assessments analyzing your own performance seeking mentorship and then seeking those examples that have succeeded where you want to go you have the ability to see the benefits of making those uh, changes and you have the ability to live the most fulfilling and happy life that you possibly can. It's just telling yourself. Um, in fact, I sent you something today uh, on mindset. Do you have a fixed mindset, which keeps you stuck? Or do you have a growth mindset? Challenge yourself. Ask yourself, if you're not getting to where you want to be, what's going on? Because the chances are it's you. Yeah. So if, if you feel that you are less than you could be, if you've been dragged on uh, into being average, and you want to see the benefits. Well, what are those benefits? It's greater satisfaction, as you said, Liz. It's greater fulfillment. It's real self-esteem. It's knowing not only that you are better, but that you can show up better. And that when you are showing up better, you will be better. Every part of you starts to improve when you change your mindset and you stop accepting being one of the millions of sheep and you decide to not be average. So if anybody who's listening today in our audience feels that they haven't been playing full out, feels that, you know what, maybe I have been living a little bit average, um, challenge yourself today. Step up because we believe anybody who's listening to us wants to be more than average because we're certainly about being more than average. Always. So so challenge yourself. Ask yourself those questions. And if you if you um, if you stumble and and you, you know, you feel like you're having challenges, find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody who can help you you know, move down that path because you deserve it. You do. And there's one quick way that you can start changing your mindset because when you're average, things happen to you. When you start to want to be greater than average, when you start to decide to be exceptional, you start asking a different question. Why did that happen for me? Love that. Yes. Until next week, have an absolutely epic well above average day. Bye, Mark. Bye-bye now.